0: welcome back to W Rated, the podcast where we willingly watch the world's worst rated movies. In today's episode, we are delving into another film on IMDb's bottom 100 list, welcoming a new special guest. So, for any new listeners, my name's Daisy, and as always, I'm joined by podcast co-creator, editor and host, Claire. How are you doing today? Hello! Uh, I am doing
1: fine, I'm not at all frazzled and having lots of technical difficulties, and all is...
2: Well...
0: Well... You convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, yes, we are manifesting all good recordings and tech, tech non-issues moving forward. Everything will be fine. Everything will be grand. And you'll be listening to this once it's all recorded and edited and delivered through your good podcast hosts. So, you know, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, today we have joining us. Film writer, director and producer and many, many, many other amazing things that happen on a film set. I'm sure I've looked at your IMDb credits. (laughs) Um, But joining us today, we have Warren Budensky. Welcome.
3: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: You're most welcome. Um, Really, really glad to have you along on the pod. Um, We have a little bit of tradition on the podcast, um, as you may know, that whatever film we're talking about, we'd love to hear from the guest what the film is and um, just give it a, a bit of an intro into um, if you've got a relationship with the film um, and if you do or you don't, why you actually chose to come on the episode and talk about it today. So I will hand over the mic to you and you can take it away.
3: Okay. Um, I have a bit of a relationship with the film. Um, like most people, I sort of was growing up around the time that Bowl hit the scene, or Yuva ball, mm-hmm. the uh, director. Mm-hmm. Um, and i was one of those that kind of got obsessed with him so i would watch sort of everything partially as a filmmaker as well like it started with alone in the dark where i would recommend any filmmaker watch that movie that is a bible on filmmaking like if you are stuck on how to make a decision if you're stuck on how to make a decision watch that movie do the opposite
1: I'm I wish that we could that. retroactively. I'm going yeah, to put it in it. as an like, intro to our Alone in the Dark episode.
3: We
0: just recorded it and I was like, oh my God, I wish we could have that, but through the magic of stacking and uh, our, our edits, <laughs> we can. Yeah. Do
3: it. I'm going to get a soundbite on all of them now.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, our Ugo I... Bowl expert, um, what's the word? Um Correspondent. Yes, That's what yeah. I'm correspondent. <laughs>
1: I feel like She's every um, person we have on to talk about Uwe Boll wants to be our Uwe Boll correspondent. What a
0: legacy this man
3: has. Yeah, I don't right? think any of us... I'd never get...
0: even heard of him before oh. this list. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad.
3: Yeah, it all that started as... might be a good
0: thing, that might be a bad thing.
3: <laughs> mm, yeah, it's tricky, because I definitely lost a lot of life I could get back <laughs> to some of his movies. Um, mm-hmm. I got the chance to meet the man once, how that was, was interesting. That? Did
2: you? I did. That was more.
3: Uh, my hometown of Swindon uh, did a film festival many years ago and he showed off the premiere for his film Rampage. Oh, really? So he came and he hosted wow. and he did a QA. And um, yeah, I got to meet him. I got him to sign a DVD or postal that I got. It's, um,
0: nice one. And it was always yeah. pleasant. Above
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he seemed pleasant, you know, talking about his movie. He was very passionate, um, very anti-Hollywood. And, right. you know, some things he says make sense and some things, you know, is crazy. Um,
2: Not so much. <laughs>
3: there is, there is a, a woe is me kind of attitude with him. You know, it's little things where... Okay. It's like, oh, you know, Michael Madsen's performance in Blood Rain was terrible because Michael Madsen was an alcoholic at the That's time, not and wrong. we had to we had to do this and that <laughs> just to get him to stand up, which uh, was quite funny because I had met David Carradine, who had um, expressed similar concerns about Michael Madsen during that time period. Oh my. Ma- Michael
1: Madsen, please seek help and be well.
3: Yeah, I think he's gotten a lot better. <laughs> I be hope well. so. Um. As for Dungeon Siege, it was one of those ones where, um, you know, I think Crank had just come out, so I was like big into the Staith at mm-hmm. the time. And uh, my mum loves Ron Perlman, so that was another like, oh, let's watch mm-hmm. this. It's all getting the big budgets, you know, because you can play all of his other films sort of Like he didn't have the budgets to do it.
1: I couldn't believe the cast in this even. Like that he I know the, the cost is cast is
3: so stacked. I, was like, well, I, love- <laughs> yeah. I know them. I know them.
0: I was like, this is really confusing because I thought Uwe Bell was like, I don't know, the special underground kind of thing. And I'm looking at this cast like this feels Hollywood. This yeah. feels like, well, mm. I'm sure we'll be comparing it to a few other fantasy films oh. along the way. But I was very surprised. And the vibe that I got is this is only kind of movie of that kind with that kind of budget and cast. I'm, i It's the vibe I get, but I'm not 100% sure.
3: Yeah, that was very much... Um something he expressed on that evening was talking about, like, this movie, this is his big budget thing, and it didn't pan out, and he was like, I'm not a big budget fan,
2: right.
3: <laughs> like, That didn't work Fair for enough. me. I'll just take he... small budgets and be left alone.
2: I, I feel right. like of the
1: two others that we've seen and covered, this is probably not the worst of the three. So maybe <laughs> yeah, he is a big not. budget man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, uh, one of the things he used to do was hire, like, actually pay people. So you're all like, well, why, why, <laughs> why are these people in here? It's because they got a nice paycheck,
1: and we so, do support a man who pays his stuff.
3: Hmm. And uh, it's yeah, a nice
1: basic <laughs> so um, that was... requirement that we fully support. That oh, you find apparently in Hollywood isn't that normal?
3: No. Like the more you listen to filmmakers, and the more you sort of like look into things, you're like, wow, nobody really seems to be able to make like just a living yeah. doing the one thing this is why you see people cropping up and like everything or doing three or four different professions oh
1: my god sydney sweeney that girl works and good for her because she is Mm. like i need the money i want a house
0: (laughs) Mm. like she does every Mm. advert it's good that people it's good that people she's talking about it though because i think even off the back of it people are like oh yeah right but it's true people don't really think about the fact that you know because someone's well known as a celebrity that they necessarily have money, and I think especially with this new generation coming in and through you now you've obviously got the right strike and all of the all of the the stuff going on with streamers and 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 things like that and cost cutting it's cost cutting cost cutting there we go yeah. <laughs> um it's becoming even more sort of like strange that all of this money is kind of bypassing all of the creative people and all the people that do all the work mm. into the the big exec guys. So, I but I'm not surprised that Uwe Boll's reaction was just because he's good at it doesn't mean he liked it. I imagine with a budget like that had a lot more people intervening and having a say on on how things were. But I don't know if if either of you read in in or, or knew about it previously how he felt about the film. I didn't really see much about his you know, we've seen his opinions on certain people and his cast and things like that before where he kind of goes, Oh, it was this, it was that But I I I don't know. I know you said he didn't he didn't like necessarily like working with big budgets, but be interesting to know whether he, whether he, this was something he felt quite was quite authentic to him still.
3: Yeah, um it's very similar to his Ball has two very different sort of I think styles where he had money and you got these kind of glossy things where most of it doesn't hit. <laughs> And mm-hmm. then at some point it's like when he starts doing Blood Rain 2 and things and his budgets are in like the single millions, it all becomes sort of like handheld and very different. Mm. So then you can tell they're moving a little too quickly, probably. Could have done with a second take on things. Right. Um
0: Well, I know well, that we've um we've sort of dived in into a little bit in Uwe Boy's career already. I think we're so well versed now, this is what our third,
1: third. Uve Boy yes. so done. Dark rain and alone
0: in the dark, and now and this. alone in the dark, which we've now got an excellent soundbite for. <laughs> <laughs> Just to recap, um, before we, because I'm, I'd be interested to, to to see what Claire thinks about thought about going into this film now that we have uh, <laughs> and do know who Ebola is and, and his previous works. Um, that, um, as you all know from the podcast title, uh, we are talking about the In the Name of the King, a dungeon siege tale. Um, which is a 2007 German American action fantasy film, of course, directed by Ivo Boll and starring the absolute stacked cast of Jason Staphan, um, John Reese Davis, who you'll know as Gimli from Lord of the Rings we don't know, and also in Indiana Jones, Ron Perman, which I um, mentioned, um, uh, the titular Hellboy, if you're not sure who he is, Matthew Lillard, who I was so excited to see, <laughs> see from Scream, and Joy um, when he appears on, on, on my screen. <laughs> on screen and voice of Shaggy Ray which which needs no introduction, Burt Reynolds, and then um, a few other um, people as well. We've seen Lily Savitsky before from Wicker Man and um, Claire Fulani was another um, starring member. She's been in Meet Joe Black and More Rats. Um, so wow, like that's not even everyone that's in there. There was also um, the lead actress from Blood Rains in there as well. Um, interesting before we go into sort of spoilers and and chatting more about the film itself this is quite low on the list in terms of it well it's high low it's number 94 so this is definitely verging on the edge of is this bottom 100 could it potentially edge its way out if a few more rubbish films come in in the next few years (laughs) who knows um but it's a 3.8 on imdb so yeah kind of for our range it's quite high and I think as we sort of delve into the details, we'll, we'll sort of discuss why why that could be. But Claire, before we do so, I'm interested, this is our third full film, what were you thinking when you click play on this film?
1: I was thinking about, um, I don't know how well known it is, my utter disdain of Jason Statham and how I go out of my way oh. in life to just completely avoid any film starring Jason Statham. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. Because <laughs> um, um, I kind of clicked it, I was like, oh fuck. Oh, this is Jason Statham. Actually, he's he's fine. I checked. This is only my fourth Jason Statham film. I don't think. I think I just prejudged him, um, because he did what was mm. did he, what were those like? Was it Crank or something? Like oh yeah. I just the trailers yeah. for them made my soul die. So <laughs> I just ever well, he did him since it's well, just him going. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, a, or, around like that, I'm uh, a London bloke and I can run and hit things. Yeah. I'm like, that's not that's not cinema. I've never seen the films. Perhaps they are cinema.
0: Um, He's <laughs> only so my fourth Jason in film. I ha- have you seen him in any of his older stuff like Snatch? So, I have Batman.
1: seen Snatch. I watched that in the <clears> pandemic. <throat> I enjoyed Snatch. Um, I <clears throat> have seen him in Nomeo and Juliet. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. <laughs> well, that was the, that was going to be my next one.
1: My next question. And <laughs> well, I, I've seen him in Spy, and I did enjoy Spy actually. Spy was great. Ah, oh, I've um, seen that,
0: but it's meant to be very good.
1: It, it's not great, but it's fun. It would be my like. Okay,
0: got you. It's one of those right, right.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I've heard good things. I've heard good things. Yeah.
1: But I've avoided him, so I, that was my main. And then <laughs> um I also this is the thing. So I, I'm scared of bowl. He, uh, his films never actually. for some reason when people when we started this podcast when people start talking to us about oh my god Uwe yeah Ball, I was scared Uwe to Ball watch films. them and especially because that poster for Alone in the Dark looks so gross and then the Blood Rain poster kind of mm. sounds creepy and the name and everything I just keep expecting to get like shock
0: horror disgusted disgusting by yeah and weird none yeah. of it's that like, he's just a repulse yeah
1: but I never get any of that
0: people use these words around his films and I think I think, I'm going to say it now, this is our third film, I feel like he's quite unfairly judged. Yeah, they're not the right terms. I'm not saying that what he does is
2: great
1: work, or like, we discussed a lot about Alone in the Dark and the the choppiness of that film, but being disgusted and reviled just gives me an entirely different
0: path. Yeah, Um. it's really interesting. And I wonder if it's related to the fact that the timing of it, what he was doing, and the with certain people that were responding yeah. to it, given and then I that think this is also another video game adaption. Yeah. And I also think then basically. also his response. Oh no, back, sorry, game adaption.
1: His response back probably didn't help, but yeah. So I had the I think avoiding the Jason word
0: vile has been described been described him, and yeah. I've kind of then made it synonymous with his films.
1: Yeah, but see, so yeah, I had the, not... the the Uwe Bowl issue, the Jason Statham issue, and then probably top three worst genres to me are like epic yeah you know, middle fantasy maidens um so this just yeah. everything <laughs> about this poster this me oh, clicking man. the link on amazon and i was like not gonna have a good time
0: yeah. <laughs> i actually um I, I had to mentally prepare myself for this one because i was like right i was away um sort of over the last week or so and i was like what i don't want to do is come back and feel like have to like have to squeeze it in and the research and everything before we record. So mm. I, I want to watch it before I go away, come back, no rush. But I was like, okay, so it's my last day at home before I go to my partners before we go away and I'm choosing to watch <laughs> this over two hour film, which again is not my genre, but um, I was, what I will say is the cast definitely drew me in. I was, I was more excited to watch it. Cause I was just like, this is a really, really interesting number of names considering what we've looked at before with a movie so yeah I didn't know anything about it beforehand I knew I knew it was a well film on the list um and as I watched it and all this cast were happening I was like okay I could get I could get involved I can get involved with these people let's see what happens um so without further ado let's go into spoilers if you're listening you haven't seen it you don't want it spoiled go away and come back um welcome back if you've watched it here we go we're gonna <laughs> Uh look to the magic of pausing. Um we're gonna dive straight into spoilers for In the Name of the King, a dungeon siege tale. Um please, 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 I wanna know, Warren, what are your thoughts about this film and if have they changed since you last watched it as well?
3: Um well My thoughts were kind of like meh. On the first time yeah. I watched it. Like, that wasn't yeah. as bad as Just I didn't, expected. You didn't tell him
0: that, though, right? <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> At the premiere. F-
3: trying to think if, I, if I'd if watched in the name. I must have watched in the name of the king name- by then. Um, no, we, we got talking about Postal, which is a film I enjoyed much more, but it's vile and trashy. So if you ever cover that one, if you think something's bad taste, it gets worse. Oh, trust oh. me.
2: Oh, okay. Oh,
0: yeah. They're the, okay. That's the one maybe that people have been talking
3: about. Because <laughs> that game's bad taste, like humor in general. So he rolled with that. Mm. Um, but this one was just kind of like, yeah, you yeah, know, it's it's not Lord of the Rings. It clearly wants to be, but <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of just hit that sort of almost TV level of things. It's fine. Right. Yeah, there will be a list of other films I'd watch before picking this one, probably. <laughs>
0: yes so not one that you're gonna necessarily rush to back again after uh if you get that sort of fantasy itch there are definitely uh (laughs) lots of parallels to draw with a lot better of the fantasy epics there's a lot of comparisons i've seen with lord of the rings the Mm. story itself is no nothing like it but in terms of tone the sweeping
3: the casting of john reese davis
0: (laughs) The casting of John Rhys-Davis in particular, I think kind of, you know, people can't, they see something, they associate it, and they can't imagine that it's something completely different. Um, And obviously a really, really big cast of of great people. But um, Mm. were they great in this, Claire? That's a big question. (laughs) So
1: here's my conundrum. As I watched this film, I couldn't tell if it was a good or bad film because I think Mm. all fantasy films are terrible. I detest the Lord of the Rings films. So I I think they're some of the worst things ever. They literally bore me to sleep. I don't understand what anyone gets or the value from any of those (laughs) films. So as I watched this, I was like, you could come in and tell me this is the worst thing ever made. And I'd be like, sure. Or you could come in and tell me this is the best fantasy film ever made. And I'd
0: be like, okay, sure. Like, I just. I see what
1: you mean. Yeah. I was just watching it. I was like, is this good? Is this correct i don't know (laughs) because it just felt as stupid as they all seemed to me so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be quiet for a lot of this because i have so few opinions
0: (laughs) but i make you right in a way because it's like i i kind of felt similarly i find some of these and when I say fancy, I don't just mean any kind of fancy. It's this the medieval kind of kingdom war battles kind of stuff. I, I, I do struggle to maintain that engagement with them. The thing that helped me was the cast and just the sheer like confusion that all of these people in the Uve Bolfilm and maybe I've completely misunderstood the, the situation. <laughs> um, but I mean I saw something about the runtime and how actually chop 40 minutes off. This could potentially be like it's just so bad, it's good film but mm. what happens is it's it, it it's extended and it goes for the not just that a longer film means it's good of course but it takes itself quite seriously in the sense of okay no we're really going to go for it and unfortunately you're right it then it, you then go okay is it good, is it bad? It's taking itself very seriously, but if maybe it had a bit more humour, it could be so bad, it's good. But instead, it kind of just lands somewhere in the middle where it's just a bit there and a bit reminiscent of other stuff that's probably better. If Um, they'd have let
1: Matthew Lillard go full crazy, I would
0: just ride so
1: hard for this film. Just make it all about him being a maniacal villain. Oh my God.
0: Yeah, he was already chewing scenery, but he would be like, (laughs) Literally, Let turn him it
3: apart. <laughs> Imagine if he was the evil <laughs> yeah. Magus. Yeah, if he'd had Otter's role. Oh like not the Rayliotter. Oh, like, yeah, that's
1: Otter is an amazing actor, but I would have loved to have seen Matthew Lillard in that role. He would have had so much fun.
0: Yeah, I, he was for me. He was the, one of the like one of if not the most interesting thing in the film. It felt like I know, obviously, Jason Statham. We've talked about he's the lead in the film. He is. Known as Farmer, Farmer <laughs> because Farmer because he essentially w- didn't have a family, and he saw himself as the role that he played in the community that raised him. Um, and as we say, spoilers. Um, it turns out he's actually um, the king's son, so the prince. Like um, I, so
1: this, this is sort of bugs me. Now this film had like five endings, okay. and I kept zoning out. <laughs> but on a corner, we find out that he belonged to the king and that he, um, what's his face? His character found him as a child and just brought him home. Ron
2: Powman.
1: Did you not check that he didn't belong to anyone? Did you not maybe tell you, FYI, my parents are the fucking king
0: and queen? Like, I feel yeah, like. How old was he when he got taken? I can't
1: remember. He
3: was three.
1: Okay, okay, oh, i thought I ah, think okay. I thought he was like six. I kind of thought he was older. Right. Uh, cool. So then that backs up the that second point even more. You adopt a three year old and just pass him around the town, which is weird enough as it is. Did not one person have the fucking heart to give him a name? Like, just, just one! <laughs> yeah. One person be like, hey hun, like, maybe we should give you a name. Like, but did like... they
0: call him Farmer when he was three then? Or? That's. What? I thought that. What did they call him? Did they just go. Yeah, I Orphan
1: boy boys. For like, yeah, like Orphan boy It's your turn to go live with the cranks up the road They probably would just go Bye I, Bye I just, yeah. was like, well, I just can't believe that if an entire village looked after him Not one person thought to give him a fucking name
3: Well I don't know that if it was in something. your cut of the film Because I watched the extended cut oh. And I uh, honestly ah. couldn't tell what was extra <laughs> Even though there were 37 extra minutes apparently Oh
0: so it's like over two and a half hours
3: yeah
1: i think i watched the original because i watched the version that was on 3d rather than the version yeah, had I had to pay for and i was confused why there was a 2007 and a 2008 version so yeah. that would oh, that's make what it sense was. if i watched the original maybe the extended is the 2008 version thank you for clearing that up
3: well, there so you go that. but um there is a conversation between the wife and the son uh, near the beginning when they're heading off to the market. And the son said, like, "Why do they call Dad farmer?" And she's oh like,
0: yes, no, I that, was in, that was in that was in.
1: Oh, village. that's
3: in the beginning. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, apparently they called him boy up until the point he was like, "I'm a oh, farmer."
1: Right, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Okay. If a whole village has the heart sad. to look after the child, surely you'd fucking give him a
0: name.
3: You think also, they put it in a hat. About... No. <laughs> did they say anything about. Oh,
0: yeah. Did they say anything about the fact that. Did they go looking for him? Or, like. The... No,
1: they were told. Yeah. The king did say he was told there had been no survivors.
0: Yeah, that they were all dead. Oh, yeah, and... sorry. What was the situation again? What had happened? Some, like, so, Ron Perlman found him
1: wandering across. around the battlefield and assumed that he uh... belonged to someone in that village who had died. The king <laughs> yeah. was told by his advisor. That there were no survivors and everyone was dead. But he was like, Oh, the king was like, Did you not look for a body? And I guess the guy was like, no.
0: Soz. Yeah, didn't think of this that. feels like um. This just feels like a bit of um neglect on the neglect <laughs> on, on the guy everyone's part. That was part.
1: Just on everyone's part. Someone adopted a child, someone abandoned a child, no one Didn't needs think to the check child. where they were from,
0: didn't think to check the the where the body. Yeah, it's all very Convenient for the village that needed a farmer. That's all I'll say.
3: <laughs> mm. Presumably um, he would have been dressed in like nice prince clothes or something. So <laughs> they just hawk all of his jewellery mm. or stuff.
0: A conspiracy is a foot. <laughs> um Oh uh, what I was gonna say beforehand as well was that um so Jason Satan's our lead, but this very, you know, the, and quite rightly, the cast is so big and um, really great names. They do share a lot of screen time across the board. Um, mm. You've got your main villain, but then also a bit of a villain bee. Uh, so Radiator is like a, a dark mage and, and he's the one that's causing basically uh, the invasion of his, I can't remember what the creatures are called now. The The uh, Krugs. The crokes. Definitely not orcs. <laughs> no. If you're thinking orcs, stop right now. You're wrong. <laughs> um, and but Matthew David is the king's nephew and he very much wants to take the throne and he's a bit of an a-hole and like he's like, thing about it. He thinks
1: he's the villain and that Ray Liotta is his student. Yes. But it's very much mm. the other way around.
0: Yeah, they're kind of working together, but then they're using each other, etc. etc. And you know, yeah, he ends up being a bit of a fool. Um, but I think that's the problem is that maybe they tr it it works and it doesn't because I like seeing all the different faces it helped keep me engaged um until mm. the battle scene anyway, where I glazed over a little bit, but that's a new problem um but then you're right, it didn't you got the motives on a very basic level and a very archetypal level, but we didn't when we spent time with each character, I didn't really feel like I got anything motivational from them as as individuals. It's the thing that thing was, that we it said, probably the closest, but it just didn't go far enough.
1: I think it's the thing that we said that we still don't know if it's an Uwe Bowl problem or a gaming problem, but I say this every time in that like, mm. they are literally ripped from the games and game characters are complete archetypes so that you can just, anyone can pick them up and play them. plump yourself
0: uh, in, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it, it's the issue of, is it just that they're taken from the games or is it that Uwe Bowl doesn't know how to do character development? I don't know which is.
3: Mm. I'm inclined for the latter.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm giving him too much credit.
3: <laughs> I think uh, it is part of a problem. So, um, like, I don't think he thinks things out very much. Especially, I guess you've probably heard it on the Blood Rain one. Like, they worked off the first draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, like, none of the holes have been filled in yet. He's,
1: he's an it'll do kind right. of man.
3: And yeah. This film, you might have been. Get it, ghetto done. Yeah. And this film, its length is down, like it being so long, is down to the fact that they were going to split it into two films. They really wanted to go Lord of the Rings style. But they just figured they'd work it out in post. Like they didn't put a gap in the script. Oh, no. And then they couldn't find a point to cut the film into two. so That makes so much why... sense
1: as to why it feels like this four endings, because it feels like there's a really nice resolution, and then it just keeps going. And I was like, that's weird, That I feel like they could have all been merged together in a much shorter, compact way. But if they thought right. they were getting two films out of that, then that makes so much mm. more sense.
3: I think he's mm. the kind of guy that's like, you know, maybe he, like, um, oh, who is it? Like Francis Ford Coppola kind of finds the film as he makes it and mm. so it can change on the fly. thing I think Boll does that. Like He tries to find one, the film as he's making talent. it. Well, yeah has
0: talent. The other one.
1: Well, no, one ha- person. Ha- Having watched the Apocalypse Now documentary, it's more that Coppola has an extensive amount of money and shoots for like two oh, years. Right. Whereas Uwe Boll was to be just fair. like a let's all be oh, done by five and hitting the bar by seven. Like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's that producer mind. Yeah. <laughs> we have Both said he's not paying
3: overtime. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. He's not paying anyone overtime. He's not going over budget. He's not going over uh, production. I think
0: he's a great producer.
2: Yeah. He's, he's like
0: kind of the role model for like good enough. And I have to respect mm. that. I do have to respect that. <laughs> so he's like it got done um, good enough in his eyes. I must. Yeah. I must
1: are always full films they might be a bit patchy in the yes. middle but they always have beginning middle ends they always like there's never just gaping like what happened like they are it's just yeah they're always proficient at best but you know what mm-hmm. that's the kind of worker i am too so respect <laughs> i'm just i am i had to do a thing today it was like why do you choose to work here why do you still work here and i was like it's inappropriate for me to spend money need more yeah. money like money to i live. like money
0: say it like mr Krabs.
1: i like money someone was brave enough um, to say that they worked there for the perks and i was like
2: bravo
0: nice. surely they want the feedback that that's working
2: it's meant to be otherwise a, they might
1: stop the perks well, they, trying. anyway less about my job uh, i'm not really allowed to talk about it
0: no she's not allowed to talk about it it is Fight Club. You were right. Um, <laughs> interestingly, Uber didn't. I mean, I can't remember. Did he write on the other ones? But I can see here the writers. I don't know if he did anything with the story. I'm just like trying to.
2: Don't believe he has writing my credits in the others.
0: IMDb. Um, yeah. So, so we've got a few names here. Jason Rappaport. Um, looks like it's the only thing he's done. I oh, that name rings a bell. So I'm not yet yeah, just one credit um i mean i've got two credits <laughs> um i know no i know i was just i was just shocked that. so i don't know where that i grew up uh, can i start adding from, my but, um, student films so i can get credits do it i've lost mine lost mine to the sands of time um ja- dan stronkak also did this soul assassin and the hand of now not heard of those however doug taylor um, actually wrote one of the films that i'm pretty sure i mentioned as an honorable mention on um, alone in the dark our top three monster films which is splice mm. which is very weird
2: oh yeah
0: um which is a very weird um film um but i i, I like it a christmas horror story which is um, weirdly, uh, a film I did PR for in 2015 no. for the home release, so I better be nice. Um, yeah, so he's and Darknet in twenty thirteen that rings a bell as well. So he's done some other stuff in the meantime, right. um, but the other guys a little bit more into the more of the um, obscurity yeah. or, or or maybe just haven't even did that one film and then and then wasn't working in the industry anymore. So. Um I mean yeah, the screenwriter think, or like, or a, either
1: the screenwriter or a director of EZA he doesn't have another credit.
0: So, you know, that film's fucking dying. Oh what? Well, well, there you yeah. go. Oh my god, that's such a shame. But then I suppose it's just like don't even like that is so perfectly in case, <laughs> just leave it there, like you know.
3: He's just like I've perfected all... it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I need the to perfect on
0: screen father. Nothing more needs to yeah. be done. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it. We're still talking about it to this day, so not that it's that old, but um so yeah I think I agree with you in terms of the writing um I have to kind of respect his way of filmmaking because he gets the job done he makes films that he wants to make mm. um he doesn't take shit from anyone um I'm not so hot on the uh the other bits we hear about him but that's by the by we've discussed those at length before <laughs> but in terms of this film my reaction is it's really hard for me to feel like I could barely um but no you have to take taste into account it can't be subjective because art's not Mm. it can't be objective I don't massively like battle scenes and fantasy films that like I don't know I just find it really hard to um relate I know it's meant to be escapism but I find more relatable stuff easier like more human driven stories rather than plot driven stories uh character rather than plot um however I was kind of pleasantly surprised by this film i think it's the strongest that we've seen so far in terms of like coherence and the way it's made and and everything like that for me i felt like if this was a 90s film it would probably have be a bit of a cult classic yeah like it gives that kind of 90s especially with matthew
1: willow let him go just a little bit more it
0: would definitely yeah 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 kind of give me a bit of like willow vibes you know um yeah, it, it, I just felt like it had been if it had come out a bit before the 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 it would be a bit more forgiven in terms of its shortcomings. And there was enough in there for people to still like and kind of be like, Oh look at this cast, you know, etc cetera, et cetera. But I think it's just one of those things where you you've come out what, for when did Lord of the Rings come out? two thousand one? Something like that. Early two thousands. This is coming out sort of the end of the twenty tens or mid to end of the twenty tens. It's been done so much better that it's like Mm. whoever your audience are, if they are those kinds of people, they're going to see better options. If they're not the kind of people that like those films necessarily, I don't see if there's enough here to really capture their attention beyond the cast. And unfortunately, I don't think the cast had enough to work with from the script itself. But I don't know. Maybe they had fun. It looks like they had fun fun but who knows on a new day but his,
1: so. his cast normally do give <laughs> him somewhat decent credit don't they I feel like we've heard before that like his cast normally seem pretty okay with him yeah
0: it. definitely we've definitely heard that before and at the end of the day these are big names if they heard bad things about him and he wasn't a good he wasn't a good enough filmmaker for them. They wouldn't work with him. I mean,
1: that's absolutely um, bold right lie because people still work with absolutely appalling directors. Like, you have to Oh do no, but I play, know,
0: but, but, t- t- but he hasn't got. But he hasn't got like a name that's like, He's got, like a Prestige behind it. It's not like prestige. You know, people do it for other people who are absolute assholes ar- and wrong ones because it's still the name of the film. Whereas Uve, but it's like, did it have that? Appeal and his prestige, I, I don't, I don't imagine it did at that time. So for me, it feels like they must be going into it for something, and it must be to do with the way he makes films or the fact that people enjoy making films with him. Because, um, like I say, I was very surprised to see these names on the list. So
3: I think a lot of it comes down, to like you know, unconventional casting as well. Like I don't think Ray has played an evil wizard before, so that's something
1: that sounds <laughs> that's kind of cool. That is a and, shame he should play more, I enjoyed
0: his evil wizardness. I did I did too I, I did.
1: I, I didn't like the opening scene with the very intense kissing I was like, it's one of them stealing like power from the other which is why yeah. I then yeah, I was yeah, like okay yeah. confirmed, I thought she was evil and he wasn't um, I think it's because the
3: effect looks wrong because you've yeah. got the glow coming from her and uh, then his face is going really all like blue like, it, like he's shriveling up yeah, thank
1: you, I thought around. I'd imagined that <laughs>
2: Like, he should I be clearly wasn't paying
0: attention from get go because I'm. No, like... it
1: looked like she was sucking the life <laughs> out of him, but he was instead right. stealing the magic from her. But yeah, the effect is yeah. strange.
0: Yeah.
1: But other mm. than that scene, totally down for him as an evil wizard. On
0: that, let's talk a little bit about the effects because this film includes. 1,280 shots of digital effects. And apparently, Uwe Boll claims he had to fire several different CGI providers who had outsourced their jobs to lower quality studios that worked for less money. Interestingly. What do we think about that? Because obviously, well, just the, just how it came across the effects in general. Because this is a fantasy film. You've got magic. I mean, the battle scenes always probably need to have a little bit of... Um, uh, embellishment there but you do have real life actors playing the the Krugs
1: I mean, someone had right to that really was a bit more practical someone had to uphold in mm-hmm. the anime the uh, boomerang
0: oh my god <laughs> the boomerang oh my god I genuinely subscribe this film to my to my partner as Jason Statham medieval has a boomerang yeah.
1: like that, and there in, are many summary, letterboxed reviews that give the same summary <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think the boomerang comes
0: up the... twice, three times maybe. Must and then be a he's game to be seen again in to... must, must be something
2: uh... specific to the game.
0: Well, I That's always what... keep forgetting about the game.
3: That's what I thought. And I'd listened to a couple other podcasts cuz I was trying to see if someone's actually played Dungeon
2: Siege. Mm. <laughs> cuz
3: nobody seems to have ever played. Nobody has. <laughs> it. And one person said they found it on Steam and like, you know, they managed to get it to work and they, oh, amazing. they only played it for you know like a, a few hours mm-hmm. but they never yeah. saw a boomerang Like no as far as they got in the it
1: boomerang. maybe it's like you <laughs> yeah. know when, you're, when you unlock weapon. the cat suit in mario or something You have to be a certain
3: level <laughs> and uh, somebody <laughs> yeah, said maybe probably... it's their like a nod to um Lord of the rings because it filmed in new zealand they you know, like but oh dear. <laughs> Boomerangs are Australian, so that sounds like a mistake. I would make.
0: Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. It started to verge on a bit like—is this a parody? Because obviously we've mm. done quite a few parodies
2: mm.
1: on
0: is... the podcast. I think um,
1: it was when Ron Perlman fell, like, started doing roly polies at some point. So he fell down and like did some rolls, and I was like, I don't really know. And it reminded me of that. I never watched it, but what was that film that I feel like had was "Could Your Highness?"
3: That was like the
1: stoner version of
0: oh. one of these films. Yeah. Uh, fe- oh, oh. I felt like this could have been. Oh, that. this is Ringing a Bell.
1: Yeah, yeah with Natalie
3: this Portman is, and I yeah. want to say the Franco and Matthew. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. But I felt like this could have been
1: yeah, an yeah, early yeah. blueprint
3: for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. We watched this and we're just like, no, if you know, if we just took it a little further, yeah. like, everything's there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is, this, is it? Because this is what I was saying. It's like, It just takes itself too seriously because it's almost as if you need a bit of self-awareness. You're uh, releasing a film like this, uh, uh, maybe like a couple of years after the last Lord of the Rings came out. And that's Mm. when, when in Oscars, it's like cemented itself in culture, but it's still so recent that it would still be in people's mind in a way of going, we can't follow that was there something that they could have done to make it a little bit like, well, we're doing something different? And I suppose maybe at the time it did feel a bit different. Maybe it's just because it's an easy comparison because the story itself has got nothing to do with anything like Lord of the Rings. So. No,
1: but the story you know, is very generic of that sort of, oh, yeah, like the lost it... child yeah, 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 yeah. comes back, you know. There like isn't really the much of a story, is there? It, it's
0: greedy. just the classic, you
1: know, greedy person tries to steal the throne and an unlikely heir yeah. comes as a surprise, it's
0: like yeah, I've uh, yeah. d- seen
1: that story done a million times.
0: That's yeah. so funny that you've that you've described that so easily and quickly. When there's so many people in this cast, and I'm like, how how did we need <laughs> so
1: many characters to make that happen? Because you got, ha- I mean, the only thing they could have done, we saw done the archetypes, then, right? Yeah, the only thing mm-hmm. they could have done is doubled up on a couple, and like you could have had the magical person also be one. Excuse you, um. But that wouldn't have really like made sense. So I'm glad they didn't
0: do that. You know, it's nice to have mm, two women in the film. <laughs> it was well. There was um, also the person. Um, I can't forgive me. I can't remember her name. Who played? Who was in Blood Rain? She was like the oh
2: yeah, the
3: tree nymph.
0: Yeah, the tree nymph. I kind of liked that. I, I would have liked different. more. Kind of get a bit like a Tinker tinkerbell tinkerbell I vibe. Did, I, I yes. would have liked more of them. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That was some nice there was some nice practical stuff in that, um, effect wise. Um and it just provided a little a little bit of levity and a bit of light and yeah, it was a bit more of the fantasy versus the action. I did like the tone of this film. I did it was quite cozy. Um considering I was watching AVA Ball film and we've watched two films like Blood Rain and uh, Alone in the Dark. They are a bit dank and dire. So this had a little bit more light to it. Um so I didn't mind that. But going back to the story, um, what did you guys think of it? Because for me, I think there was a lot of characters going on, and like I said before, I didn't really feel like I they earned that specific mo- motivation. It was the archetype of the game sort of stand-ins. But did you like where it was going? Like, did you see? Did you know straight away? I, <laughs> Staples? King I waiting,
1: or? think I clocked it a little bit earlier than it was revealed. Because I was like, where is this going? How are they going to link up? Mm. And I was also like, why is everyone so curious about him? Like, what makes him the chosen one? And then I was like, Mm. once I was like, oh, it's about like stealing the throne. Because I think I thought Matthew Lillard was a prince, not a nephew. So once I actually got that right in my brain, I was like, oh, there's going to be, he's not going to be in line for the throne. And so I was like, it's going to be Jason Statham. And it's, you know, it's a classic of the genre. The, the, the lost son returns uh, to get rid of the greedy mm-hmm. air. I thought it was fine. Didn't feel particularly yeah. original, but I don't know the source no. text to know how original the source text was. Um, and it fitted, I think, was the thing that found, I found fine. Like I like a, a lost child reunited kind of vibe, it was fine.
0: Yeah, I would say fine is a good. I've said how
1: many times have I said
0: fine? Re-listen to this no, podcast this and take a, a shot
2: every film. time I say take fine. Take a
3: shot, <laughs> Good luck if you make it this far. <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, yeah I'm I not think... sure how. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead.
3: Oh, Come sorry. On. I was going to say, um, yeah, I think the story is fine. I think it's got <laughs> a lot of setup and not so much on payoff. <laughs> mm, if yeah, that's
0: a really good point. Because it feels like it's building up for a long time. So like you say, Claire, where is this going? How does everything connect? There's a lot of, like I said, big cast, lots of scenes here, there and everywhere. We know their motivations based on who their character is. It's a mm. lot of tell, not show. And we're kind of like these these chess pieces are kind of standing in their places for quite a while. And everything gets brought together in a big battle scene. And this is when you start to get all of the different endings. Um mm. And it kind of, one, one of the one the thing that stuck with me was sort of as we sort of then moved past the battle into Farmer um, um, when he actually defeats uh, Radiotis character, well, almost, but then his wife comes in and finishes it off. Mm-hmm. Um, that would, you know, that kind of felt a little bit more like it was tying up and coming together in a more traditional way because, yeah, it did feel like it plodded for a bit. Um, it was all kind of comes to this battle sequence, and then you have the thing of like, oh, the king's dead, so therefore Matthew Lillard's the king. Sorry, I can't remember his character name. Then you find out that, you know, Jason Statham's the farmer is the prince. and it's very sort of like multiple things are happening, but people don't necessarily know about it, so it feels kind of soft and soft. And usually that can build quite a bit of tension, but instead it kind of felt like. Um, we've got multiple timelines happening at the same time and you didn't really know how to edit them I together to make them as impactful as they could be.
1: I don't know about yourselves, especially, like, Warren, I'd be interested in your opinion of this because you haven't really said of your opinion of that kind of film.
0: But, like, I find
1: all kind of quest medieval films to follow that exact same pattern and to have that pacing issue. Like, the main reason I don't mm. like the Lord of the Rings films is because the pace for me, I know that people are going about how brilliant and world-building it is, but it just felt like it was like, and now they're walking through a forest. Let's cut to someone else. A bit. I was about to say. And now let's is it, back. And, and this happened. Sti-
0: and this happened. And they're and this still. Happened. Well, it's
1: not even nothing that was happening. It was just, and they're still walking in the forest. And now let's go see what's. <laughs> and they're still in the forest. And now let's see. So like that didn't strike me as odd because that strikes me as a, a trope of the genre. Yeah. But I'd love if there are people because I'm assuming people screaming at me through their headphones about. The sacrilege things <laughs> I'm saying about one of the most popular trilogies ever made, but I'd love to know, like, if they Warren, just plodding along, weren't they? If you have an opinion, <laughs> or you know, you can at me. It's fine. Um, you know, d- does this do it better, same, worse? I'm assuming worse than other films of its ilk.
3: Oh, I think it definitely does it worse. <laughs> like, I really like Lord of the Rings. Um Sorry, <laughs> uh, it happens. But I find Lord like of too, the Rings is is extremely unique mm. like that movie done very similarly in another way would be terrible for me like something about how peter jackson captured it like really works mm. for that yeah. and he never got it again like the hobbit movies i don't like,
1: where was like it? the first
3: one especially <laughs> has that problem where It's like it feels like padding
1: let me say it yeah. again and well, i've said it a hundred times books compared to I, the reason I hate Peter Jackson is because of what he did to *The Lobby Bones*. Um, you know, one of my favourite books that I wanted to adapt as a director. That was going to be my film, and it, oh, you can do the remake. I can do the remake. He just I'll
3: it. We'll work it out.
1: He destroyed destroyed that book, um, and I had only seen *The Fellowship of the Ring*, and then I saw I saw one of his original films, *The Zombie One*, Braindead. Dead*. I think that's a few oh. different names. Actually, like, that's great fun. It's nonsense, but great fun. And then I watched the second Hobbit film with my class, and oh my god, that's a boring
2: film. I like the end no, of that one. Not the
3: Hobbits. And, and Smaug turns up, which should be pronounced smog.
0: Smorg, okay. Oh, so. so they actually pronounce it wrong in the. I
3: don't know. I've only <laughs> ever heard out. people call it smog, but because they're not English, I'm pretty sure they just use like an American or. Like non English pronunciation because they usually put in the cues and things, don't they? Yeah,
2: started. there's definitely
0: bits in The Hobbit that work, but that's the point of it, right? Is that it was stretched mm. to a trilogy because it was like, bring oh, us the
2: cash.
3: Yeah. Like, they were going to film <laughs> two movies, which we all thought was mad. And then they got like part way through and like, yeah, you know what? we can show you the ball how to stretch a movie out.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: clip that <laughs> i'm just looking at um i'm just looking at dungeon Siege. i was trying to get a bit of a vibe of oh of the game and at the end of the day it is a role-playing game so i'm sure there are lots of there's sorts of lore in it there's probably a lot of stuff that they used as part of the film but I haven't really without doing like proper research got an idea of like we were saying how much of it really mm. is taken from it and how much of it is let's take this tiny seed and just use it as a way to mm. do a generic thing um which my, kind of feels like what's happened with some of his other films
3: my kind of understanding seems to be that you know um that the game is very light on story from what okay. i've heard like you start as a farmer which is why the main character's farmer mm-hmm. in this and then as you play the game and the way you play, changes your character class. Instead of picking like a class of oh, right, warrior, okay. mage or something, if you start using bows a lot, you'll change to being an archer. That's
0: got cool. that all makes sense.
3: So I actually then, prefer,
0: then... think I prefer that. It's too much pressure yeah. to choose at the beginning.
3: Really? <laughs> it sounds like a good idea because you could switch and swap. From well, the I would love the if there now. was
1: a remake of this done in the Scott Pilgrim style where you saw that happening.
3: that would be interesting interesting to see in fantasy in general
1: yeah just you see him fighting and then like it's like you've now leveled up on boomerang skill would you like to upgrade to (laughs) pickaxe yeah how does the boomerang factor in that i feel like boomerang's gotta be level five you're gonna just start with throwing hands (laughs) boomerang's at least level five if not level 10 but i'd love to see that where you can see like it's like you can now choose save the princess sleep with the beer wench let, let me make films.
0: <laughs> Do both. <laughs> Do what you want. Um, I, I think there's a there's a missing trick there because clearly, like, we're learning about this game and how it's slightly different, and also apparently it's one big area. It doesn't have loading screens. You don't go into one area to another, and that's something unique about it as well. And I'm not saying one seems to lend itself more to something that could translate on screen than the other, but um, it's just about thinking creative creatively what what do people like we spoken about this before what do people like about the game how mm. can that be translated to because we were talking about alone in the dark um, and kind of looked at the recent last of us adaption and how it wasn't necessarily about making it a shot for shot remake although they did do it pretty close it was about taking what people felt and experienced as part of the game and try to convert that or recreate that in its own different medium it seems such a shame to kind of just take a name and a setting and a character and go, This is an adaption and it's hard because I haven't played it, I don't know, but the vibe I get with all of these adaptions and that is why I think they're received so poorly, is that you're gonna you're going you're tapping into a very niche market of people that are really gonna love this game and they have high expectations mm. of this adaptation you are going to piss them off. And unless you can bring something to the table that people really like, I'm thinking maybe like the new Dungeons & Dragons film that got really well received. Um, people have gone to see it regardless of if, number one, they play it, number two, they know even know that it's a game. Um, so it's about bringing both worlds together, making a good film, but respecting what makes people love that game. And the, the vibe I get is that he just doesn't care about that.
3: Yeah. That's what I've always gotten from most of his stuff. <laughs> is that mm-hmm. you no? Know, it's just a name to pop on something that he's interested in. Like, oh, we're going to do this horror movie, alone in the dark. Games are in. Let's grab that. Yeah. And we'll have Christian Slater team up with someone and be in the daylight.
0: <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much darkness. Um, <laughs> I wonder—is he like? I'd love to know if he's a big gamer. But I think we've spoken about last time. Claire, weren't we, we were saying about how? maybe the rights were quite I think cheap. He that, and he's and then a it shrewd kind of gave...
1: businessman. He saw yeah, the yeah, yeah, game yeah. adaptations mm. was were either starting to be a thing or were about to be a thing. And the man bought up rights, left, right and centre. And again, it's that thing that he's an amazing businessman and a brilliant producer. He just doesn't have the eye of a director or a writer. And, but he's not wrong. He probably did make some money off of these. He probably did make yeah. budget back. And, you know, fair fox to him, I. Like
2: making money too. Yeah, that's something that he <laughs> I was, like money. <laughs> he spoke
3: about slightly when I met him, he was talking about so oh. I asked him about um going back to all the games. Mm-hmm. I can't remember Burbank. three, Rain well, Three must have come out. Mm-hmm. Things. And he was saying, you know, he wasn't so interested in making them anymore, but they were what like sold. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he'd do a film for himself, his investors would lose money.
2: Then he'd right. go and do Blood
3: Rain 2. His investors would make money. Then he'd go and do like dafor or something. You know, mm. lose money and then pop onto post- People were and... talking
0: about that a lot lately. Um so it was coming off you? the news what about Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Because obviously now she's sort of like attached to bigger studio films and she's known for being mm. an indie director and everyone there's a bit of a, a polarising view of is that something to aim for? Is that something to is that what success looks like for people? Is that something to be celebrated? And then there's a lot of people going, oh, sell out versus, no, this is something that is like great to achieve. And, and people did bring mm. up Nolan. I know everyone is, you know, them us and synonymous with each other now, but he, uh, people were saying about how he kind of did that a bit for himself, but like he still got so much out of it for himself. So he went into the the the, the Batman trilogy and the Dark Man did all of that. But mm. oh my God, is he completely made that 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 sits separate from everything else you know so it's just about playing playing the game yeah. a little bit with this yeah. stuff um and he uve bold plays it in his own way and he like we've said mm. we have to respect that um because he's clearly um like enjoyed it i guess he keeps making the films and you know he defends his honor and <laughs> does what he wants fights critics in the ring, and. Now does restaurants and stuff. So.
1: <laughs> I mean, I can't judge because my boss is trying to fight a fucking Musk in a ring, isn't he? So,
0: <laughs> oh man, I can't believe that that's real. I just don't even. I feel like I've everyone you see on, the, I go on
3: the documentary of him doing the boxing matches.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's
3: it's great to watch. It's oh, interesting. In fact, oh, it
0: might that have.
3: Uh, there's, there's a special, documentary, special
0: episode.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: you gotta check it out. One of the best bits is one of the critics. Like uh, they um, interview everyone he boxes afterwards, and one of them was like, "I hated him before. They punched me in the fucking face, and I hate him now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like thing?
1: I do like if you if you put Uwe Boll into Google, the first thing is Uwe Boll movies, and the second is boxing match.
3: Yeah.
0: There you go. Um,
1: documentary.
0: Uwe it's nice to have been have, have, be, like, have the, the slashes in your in in your title, you know, director, writer, <laughs> producer, boxer, chef. I don't know. Yeah,
3: Why not know. the restaurants are really good.
0: Yeah, we were saying this last <laughs> time, weren't we? Yeah, he's it's got really good he's a shrewd have... businessman.
3: And that's what <laughs> we were talking about. Um you, uh, the directors and like selling out and whatnot. Yes. I was just gonna add my two cents that I think it's fine. Like yes. indie directors mm. wanting to go and make big movies and things. Like not everybody wants to stick to the same thing. And sometimes, you know, like Nolan's a great example of someone who went and did Batman and did something really interesting with it. But also, then like mm. did the Prestige. Like the Prestige would not exist oh, if he didn't do Batman. Mm. Yeah, I absolutely the Prestige. I, I think the girl <laughs> thing is, as
1: I saw someone point out, a little bit disingenuous. She is an indie film star. She's only directed her third film. Her first film was an indie coming-of-age drama, but it had an os- like multiple Oscar nominees in it.
0: Then mm. her
1: second film was an adaptation. It was a Little was Women love,
0: adaptation. Like, literature <laughs> classics
1: that's hardly an independent film. And now she's doing fucking yeah. Barbie from the and Warner Brothers. Like, Hans, she, yeah, yeah, she isn't right. a mumble-called indie director. Like,
0: She was that kind of actress, mm. but as a director, she's doing her own thing and let her be. Maybe they've attached yeah. her too much to... No, born back in that sense, they've kind of, they've kind of viewed it in the same. way. Yeah, but like, you're right. it's this sense of up. like, yeah, it's optics. It's optics. Yeah. It's what people assume, and also that's it's just a yeah. I don't know.
3: Yeah, that's something that also bold spoke about at length. The fact that like a lot of things we call indie are actually studio pieces. Mm-hmm. At the time, his yeah. big thing was cheering. It's like
0: non blockbuster. That's what people, well, it's, it's, it's the non biggest thing. It's the Sundance in the
1: cinema. issue that Little Miss Sunshine yeah. sort of created. And that's my problem because I just like I love indie films. I so love indie films. It's like, oh, I love Sundance movies, which are relatively right. independent because they're not hmm. maybe just studio pictures. But most of them end up being bought by, like, oh, Fox Searchlights, not exactly the tiniest of yeah, studios. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I was doing the film criticism work, I was watching real indie film so it's like oh there is quite a difference some good difference some bad difference but there is such a misinterpretation of that and he's not mm. wrong
3: yeah that was like one yeah. lesson so he's not wrong yeah. he points out like it's made by a studio can't it's not in you yeah. that's
0: such a
1: good point point. it's got this huge is...
3: backing behind it yeah <laughs>
0: the fox searchlight thing it's like mm. and you get all the other ones as well on the different studios it is it, all optics it's this sense of and like like oh, all it's a business. Like it's great that mm. those movies are getting made as well, and unfortunately, I think there's been a bit of a drop off on those side of things, the mid budget yeah. things like that. But it's the way people describe them. You're right; it's not they're not they're not indies. They're mid budget, or they're not blockbusters. Mm. They're more drama, character driven films, or things like that. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, I think the easiest way to say it is how they'll say it. said, and and it, it there is such a disparity between. What people see as blockbusters versus indie films this day because it's so saturated with sequels, CGI stuff superheroes that's created its own mm. you know realm of of what we consider a blockbuster so something that is slightly refreshing and a bit different everyone's just like, "Oh, it's indie and it's like
1: oh. <laughs> to bring it back to an indie film. Uwe Bowl mm-hmm. presents Rage and Bowl: Six Ruthless Critics Versus One Furious Filmmaker um, Only 89 minutes long It's available for free on 2B tu- TV in the US um, So I will Let- be logging on with my VPN Daisy, maybe you'll watch Oh my party? god, yes yeah.
0: <laughs> Yes, oh my god, yes We have to do it We have yeah. to do it We, we can just record our thoughts as film.
1: we watch Just a live oh, okay, do, it.
2: Yeah. do
1: it We'll do
0: this when I'm home in August That sounds great Okay, that's that. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Decided live on air. We've got to do. it We've talked about the man long enough. We need to. We need to see him more. Let's um, do it at my mom's house. She can just be like, "Oh my god, what is wrong with my daughter?"
2: So, what are you yeah. doing?
0: This is the thing. Anyone that sees us watch these things that are related to the podcast, it does give us a bad, you know, bad rep. I think. No,
1: the, the worst thing is because my housemate now, when she comes in and sees me watching a film. And she's like, is this a podcast film? Is this this for the podcast? And you're like, no. (laughs) No, this is just a film I'm watching. Oh, no, it happens all the time. No, it just all (laughs) the time happens. No, 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 I'm just choosing to watch this because I thought it might be good.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, it appears I was wrong. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, I know we've spoken quite at length about the film, but does anyone have... Anything extra to add about anything about like the production maybe this is quite a high production uh one for Uve Bowl. Um as I say, not a massive fancy fan, but I did like seeing the the. I keep forgetting the name, the cr the Krug. They kind of made me laugh. They kind of reminded me of the monkeys in Wizard of Oz, the way that they were walking. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I got Planet of the Eight vibes. Yes, yes, <laughs> that too. that too. I did have a fact about this, actually. I'm just trying to find it It was something about um about how they were made. oh, some of the individual Kruger costumes cost over ten thousand dollars to produce, apparently. I'm not Jeez. sure I saw that level of quality in the,
2: <laughs> the rich ones. maybe it was
0: for the close ups, yeah, maybe it was for the like the one close up that well maybe one of them had, but um They're probably again. using like top
1: quality of leather.
0: <laughs> they were hot in there. <laughs> um, I think oh, the this is an I, interesting I, oh, one. Go on. No, no, you did. Sorry, I think this Oh, this is just slightly off off, on uh, a tangent, but um, uh, during production, apparently, Uwe Boll sponsored a charity visit to the set and guests got to see behind-the-scenes work and proceeds were donated to a children's hospital, but apparently Ray Liotta was extremely upset by this irregularity. <laughs> in future in- interviews, he would ca- talk about how crazy Bob was for allowing so many spectators onto the set. I don't know if you guys have seen any more about that. Oh, Ray Liotta's I've... like, fuck the kids.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about Ray Liotta's rant, I didn't know this was why. I really just saw people coming on set and was just like, what is this garbage?
0: got it's literally um, like in the last season of Ted Lasso when they invite everyone to watch the, uh, <laughs> the training yeah 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 um,
2: but interestingly I mean, I guess... enough they did
0: do like a big PR push and radiota was out in costume and he was promoting that and not the other film that he did so i still feel like there's a little you know there's some sportsmanship there still
1: what mm. like what are we talking about here in level of he invited people to the set because like i'm totally not with radio oh, it, not if it's crazy. less than 10. Mm-hmm. If it's 50 plus, totally on the other side. What the fuck's going
0: on there? So, like, I'm doing my classic it's... thing of saying just, something and not really backing it up with any uh, just,
1: no, that's that is podcasting kind.
0: 101.
1: <laughs> 101 it's just school kids, it's just like
0: and... look at look it up yourself, guys. Come on, <laughs> come on, <I'll> tell us you <laughs> you're listening. No, just, <laughs> let me just look it bedroom. up, you guys. <laughs>
3: Just picturing it's like 30 school kids stood there, and then it's like the scene where Ray Leota has a go at um, maybe Savosky. Um, <laughs> and that scene was like, I'll take his daughter's virtue, and blah, like, blah. I can't say this in front all of children, in
0: Therapy. <laughs>
1: I mean, I do feel bad for him. He's probably in a silly costume that, like, he's thinking it's gonna like have all the effects and stuff. And you've got all these people going, "Oh my god, it's the guy from Goodfellas," and he's there going, "Hello,
0: <laughs> let me cast my spell." Like, I, you would be a bit like, "All right, let wait until the finished product." I
3: have okay, so I'm seeing the same
0: facts it. everywhere, but I'm not seeing it in, written any other way. So I don't know. Maybe so it was made No
1: up. figures, no facts. Mm. It, no figures. What did you facts say? Bowl
0: complained about Leota.
3: Yeah. He um, learned about actor, like, and the time I met him, he learned about a few of the acts, just like when they were giving back when him, so like, you know, radio was giving a terrible performance in Dungeon Siege because, like, he's never worked with special effects before, so he really didn't understand it, and like, he just couldn't get to grasp what was going on. Okay, but it is the director's job to I'll, fill in I the blanks. I was going to say, <laughs> to
2: direct him...
0: Um oh <laughs> as so, you know what? Like Uber Bowl never gonna change, see? Like, love yeah. it, love it. He gets all these good people in this cast and then what does he do straight after he's like them under the bus? On to the next. What other video games are out there that need adapting? That's is <laughs> next <laughs> next move. Yeah. Um, I want him to, to do making uh, films
2: uh, again though, right? I don't yeah, know. Time. I yeah. wanted to
0: do the garden game. What? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, Disney Dreamlight Valley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no no no. I want the Gardenscapes, homescapes, like and he randomly right. like is going and suddenly the whole house turns into a candy crush kind of thing and he's like, Oh,
2: I can't decorate the house. Just, what about I those really weird games
0: that are advertised on like social and stuff where it's these people like Garden like, Scapes oh my God, one of those. Someone Left Me When I'm Pregnant kind of yeah. things. Garden,
1: <laughs> is, Garden, it, what, scapes, is that what that is? It has Gardenscapes has the one where it's like the mum and the little child and they're freezing and they want you to send money down the drain and then <laughs> you send it out the window instead and they set on fire.
0: What? <laughs> I'm so perplexed by this whole thing.
1: It's honestly, I, keep see, I, I just
0: keep seeing things. and gaming I'm Gaming like, advertising this
1: real? is wild because they've been banned <laughs> because they don't represent the game and yet they're still there.
0: Huh. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> and now there's the new yeah. trend of paying mid celebrities on cameo to do so like Ugh. there's one from the yeah. guy from suits and he's like hey guys I just really want I've to just show. seen like, it's amazing that yeah. new game that I played and it's like I, was oh, like, I oh,
0: don't follow oh. you.
2: That's <laughs> embarrassing But then, I I mean, he, a recently, he has a kid. He
1: has a kid. Loads of them have done them. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. Jonas Brothers mm-hmm. did some new trend. Yeah. New trend. There's
3: like one company that kept getting like Schwarzenegger and people. It's like what
0: is yeah. this? <laughs> there's definitely gotta make that huge pandemic huge money.
2: Yeah.
3: Right.
0: Um <laughs> any other thoughts on the film at all? Not um, not I
2: really thought the film to...
3: missed a couple of tricks towards the end. Like yeah. Farmer didn't get, you know, his coronation to become king.
1: I thought that. I was like, I would as much as I really wanted it to end, I did think there should have been a little neat like now you're the king. There should have been a
0: crown on a head, no, for God's sake. Thank,
1: thank you for reminding me. I did think that it was very neat. We did talk at all about the fact that his son is killed off in like the opening 15 minutes. I know. Yes. And then it all ends neatly with his wife, him saving his wife. And it's fine. She isn't grieving. They're not grieving anymore, despite the fact it's only been like two days, because she's pregnant again. Like, I guess oh, in those times, icky. kids were quite replaceable. Expensive, but, but it just felt a bit like, oh, it's nice and neat. You know, another boy on the way. No props.
3: Which mm. he also doesn't yeah. find out about. The film yeah. ends before he finds out about it as well. Yeah. And he gets no armour yeah. in the final battle.
2: But,
1: oh, yeah. yeah. He has a boomerang.
2: He doesn't
3: need armour. My partner came down when I was on, like, the hour mark. And I was like, I don't know what is left in this film because, too much is left like, he's, That's doing, the... he's been declared king at this point
2: mm-hmm.
3: and she's like "Oh, well, you know you're gonna have the coronation and we're gonna fucking."
2: and you're like guess what he's like
3: he's gonna find out that the wife's pregnant <laughs> she's gonna find out that she was
2: queen <laughs> nope. you know, it. it just None like
3: ended and my partner's just like wait where, where's all the end <laughs> the
2: resolution
0: <laughs> where's all the end i love it um Yeah, I think we were talking about the battle that the armour and stuff. One thing I wanted to bring up was, so, um, Si Tung Ching was the action director, but apparently Uwe Boll personally choreographed the scene featuring Jason Statham and Ron Perlman fighting the Krug in the barn, which I think it was more towards the beginning. Mm -hmm. I actually Mm. thought the, the fighting choreography and the way it was shot was quite good. I think sometimes action like that can kind of lose me. And I felt very similarly to Alone in the Dark towards the beginning as well. It's almost as if when you're setting things up at the scene... And you've got the characters and you're kind of stuff. It's when there's just too much going on, but that's just a me problem anyway. When there's too the, much to see and I can't yeah. keep an eye on I, things, it's.
3: And I think this film loses a lot of its story in the battles. Like you mm. always need a kind. Of it feels like it gets stuck. stuck in bit, the middle, right? Like it gets a little disjointed. I think it, you can really feel like they're just like, oh, we'll just capture this. This looks cool. I the Krog bites
0: cool. were
1: giving me Power Rangers, and I mean that in yes. the best way. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes, yeah. yes. They, You're they right. It was, was like TV is. movie. It was yeah. like, yeah, and it was definitely um
1: like Warren said that t- quite towards the beginning. And this whole film did feel like it could have been an episode of Zena or Hercules
0: or any
2: of those mm. shows. The whole film, absolutely, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Jinx. Um, that's why I was kind of saying this kind of '90s nostalgic kind of so bad it's good vibe would have worked mm. really well. But unfortunately, I'm looking at other films that came out in 2007 for these for this cast as well, and I'm like just doesn't add up. I'm interested <laughs> to see what people sort of thought about it at the time. What I do know is that it didn't make its money back at the box office, grossed mm. 2.98 million in US opening, didn't crack the week's top 10. Mm. Um and it didn't, as I say, didn't make its money back. Uve oh here we go. Uve bill announced that it would be it would be his first and last movie with a large budget. However, DVD release um or maybe it's the Blu-ray, or both. Gathered around home media, four... home media, home ent as we used to call it. When I
2: used to do that, here.
0: Um, which everyone else does. I don't know why I acted like that. That was the only. It was only us that was calling me that. Um, fifteen million dollar, uh, fifteen million, yeah, fifteen million dollars. Um, so more than its box office and So a little bit of a cult classic there
2: it
1: actually
0: looks like it never even got a cinema release
1: in the uk i'm just looking at i was IMDb gonna the say because i completely mm. forgot to check what else was yeah out that weekend.
0: Um... i was
1: just about to do that because i haven't done that in ages <clears> but it got um in 2008 it got a dvd premiere which would also explain why it has on amazon two releases with one right. 2007 one 2008 um because i'm guessing that was also the extended but yeah i guess they didn't even bother releasing it in the cinemas
3: Mm. So I don't think a lot of it's to cinema here. This just goes to
0: show though what people are talking about about the not giving things a chance to breathe anymore. Like this isn't a great film, but it still made its money back in DVDs and we've we've spoken about it before and like the makeup of the business, but it's becoming even more and more scary now with people being taken off streaming, no chance to mm for it to find its audience and this just goes to show that that really does work because as I say this isn't a great film but it made its money back in high so um oh the other thing I was going to say is very strangely obviously I watched this before I went away got to the hotel room Amazon Prime was logged in logged into some thank you Matteo we used it all weekend logged in looking <laughs> through what did I see on an Italian uh, Amazon Prime, in the name of the king right there. I was like, this is really <laughs> strange. I don't think I've ever seen the poster for this film in my life, but I've watched it this week, and I just pointed to the TV, and I said to my partner, I was like, this is the film. This is the film I was telling you about with Jason Statham and the Boomerang. <laughs> we did not watch it again. We did not watch strange. it again. I was, no, no. Okay. So, in terms of some scores and reviews rotten tomatoes any guesses how what are we thinking higher or lower than the flintstones claire where are we betting
1: oh god it's
0: probably higher so remi- remind us it was a 25 I think the 25 percent audience mm-hmm. um just for just for a recap for everybody and maybe even warren as well i was not aware um we did the Flintstones prequel way back in our first episode and since then we've found out that the Flintstones original has um, a, a relatively low audience 23 score. critic and, we say that and 25 20... audience. Right. For the John Goodman now,
1: Flintstones.
0: Now listen, it's not everyone's cup of tea but the problem is is that every uh, every um, bottom 100 film we've watched for the most part seems to perform better. So. Like,
1: 90% of the films locked. we've covered for this podcast have higher Rotten Tomatoes, creating good audience.
0: And now, because uh, the, this is the it.
1: Flintstones is a, a misjudged masterpiece. Like, and Stones it's going to be on classic.
3: our merch. Everybody loved that when I was a kid.
1: Thank you.
3: The bad guy was We're called Shannon Stone.
1: Yeah. And it had, what's the say? Carl <laughs> McLaughlin. Every film that had Carl <laughs> McLaughlin as a villain is a, bit, is a, a banging film.
0: Oh, interesting point. Do you think he would have been better than Ray Liotta in this film? Yes.
3: Oh, if he hammed it up, yeah. Oh, if he, he tried to put it straight. I no, don't...
0: yeah, hamming
1: the it shit out of that. It could have been editing,
3: but it would have been worked.
0: Yeah, no,
1: hamming the shit out of that, it would have been amazing. Him and um, Matthew Lillard fucking oh my God. one-offing each other for who could be the most sane
0: <laughs> Who can chew the scenery quicker? <laughs> um... Okay, so we are on a 4% for critics and an 11% for audiences. So this, Yay! despite being quite low on the list, number 94, Rotten Tomatoes is quite it's quite harsh this time. Um, the consensus mm. is uh, featuring mostly wooden performances, laughable dialogue and shoddy production values, In the Name of the King fulfills all expectations of an Uve Boll film. And what I have to say about that is I think they picked up on all of the things that we actually didn't have a problem with. Um, we didn't really talk about the performances being an issue, and the production um, values. It just wasn't really great, and the pe- it was more about the story and the pacing. So it's interesting that that's what people didn't like mm-hmm. about it. Um, right. And I personally think it exceeded expectations of many <laughs> which was very well received. Um, <clears throat> so Metascore it was a fifteen. Um, Top end of the scale was a 50 from real reviews. Uh, A second-rate regurgitation of Lord of the Rings, of course. Uh, Everything about it, down to set and costume design, 8 Peter Jackson's epic trilogy. However, while Lord of the Rings was a grand story of scope and power, this feels small in more ways than one. Pretty standard. Lower end of the scale, a 10 from variety, a plodding patchwork, which I really like the illustration of, of derivative fantasy adventure, Mm -hmm. medieval production design, Risable dialogue? Risable dialogue? I should definitely have looked that up before I started speaking. Un- I don't know what it means. Unimpressive CGI trickery and haphazardly edited action sequences. Again, maybe a little bit harsh, I think. I think as, mm. we, as we opened up the episode with Warren, meh is all I can really come back to. I think it perfectly, meh and fine, perfectly encompass my experience <laughs> along with you both. Um, anything else from, from your side, Claire, any I'm gonna, gonna
1: be real honest. Uh, went, went went to Glastonbury. Definitely forgot to did <laughs> the podcast. Came back from Glastonbury. Had to do my uh, annual review for work. And then suddenly, I uh, it was Monday, and I had Jason not watched Sation. this. I had not watched this film, so I watched it, and that was about all I had time for. So I'm oh very sorry. man, what a come down!
0: Definitely did not do watch... my homework. No, don't worry. Like I <laughs> respect you for coming back from Glastonbury and watching. A genre yes. you don't
2: like,
0: <laughs> with a lead actor you don't like, with a director is questionable at best. So hats off to you. I mean, there was
1: there was like almost a week in between, but I was thinking it's like, oh, this this time last week, I was like packing up my tent, and saying goodbye to. The That's
0: field. what I mean. You've got to give. You've got to have a buffer, yeah. something like that. Um, this is I why don't. I watched it before I went away because I knew I would not want to watch this after I came back from Rome. I'd be like, oh god. Oh no, no. sorry, there was a buffer.
1: There was a very disappointing buffer of Asteroid City, which is actually perhaps more disappointing.
0: Oh no, okay, I have not seen that. I will pick up with you Um, offline once I have seen. Um, Okay, so, of course, it wouldn't be a bottom 100 film if it wasn't nominated for Razzie's 2009 nominee for Worst Picture. Nominee for Worst Supporting Actress for Lili Sabisky, which I... did oh. not in it. Not fair. Yeah. Nominee, Worst Supporting Actress Burt Reynolds. She, she is in The Wicker Man, yes, yes, yes. Um, worst Director, winner, Uwe Boll. Worst mm. Screenplay Nominee. Um, and I can quickly have a look and see what they were up against. generally, as we know... Um, 2007. Tends to be the same... That wasn't,
1: I know, who killed Nothing. me,
0: was it? That
2: was two thousand eight. No, or I think that 2007? was two thousand seven. Do you know who? Ball uh, but it originally might have been the
0: one the king? After, Say this again. Sorry, say it again.
3: Do you know who Bowl originally wanted to play the king?
0: Oh, who?
3: Sean Connery.
0: Ah, I was getting
1: very Sean Connery, Sean Connery vibes, vibes. I was. I was too. Because I had to check. I was like, is that Sean Connery?
0: Do you think he did did that thing that they do in Lost in Translation where he goes he just tells him to act like all of the James Bonds, So he just goes through one by one. (laughs) Um, Okay so Worst Director Uwe Boll won for three films. Did they all release in the same year? 1968 Tunnel Rats, In the Name of the King and Postal. Did they all, did that come out at the same time? I thought
3: Tunnel Rats came out way later.
0: Oh, weird. Maybe it was just, just like a can't collated can't thing. It, yeah. That's what I thought. Worst picture it Please lost it. to the Love Guru, which is also on our list. Mm-hmm. Um, worst... Oh, no, that's Indiana Jones. That's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That's a different... It's a different king. Um, <laughs> but, very, but very on the hot topic. Um, Worst screenplay it lost to the Love Guru. Um, Burt Reynolds lost to Pierce Brosnan in Mamma Mia! The absolute sacrilege. Oh, oh, and Lily Sabisky lost to Paris Hilton in Repo, the gen- genetic opera. So. We do really want to are. watch
1: that. Mm. I will say I've just looked up the ninth the Golden Raspberry Awards, and of the five worst picture nominees, four of them are on our list. So that was a yes, bad yes, year. Yes, it was a tomorrow. strong
0: year. It was a strong year. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that escaped the list
1: was uh, M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening, which the I'm happening. sure many people hmm. think should be on the list.
0: What that, No, that's what happens Don't with M Night. Hate though that one? I personally am a big <laughs> M Night fan,
1: but I feel yeah, like a, of all of his films, that one is the one that people really hate. Haven't seen Is it the village that they really hate? It's one of those uh, two.
3: Both, it
2: seems. Yeah. I, I think they've all got their haters, haven't they? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ha- you've not seen the happening, have you, Daisy? No, I won't spoil it. then, but someone described okay. what the happening is, and I was like, that is preposterous.
0: Okay, I need to watch it. Say no more. Say less. <laughs> Say less. Um it also won something like it was called the Leo Awards, but I'm not gonna lie, guys, I accidentally closed my tab, so we're gonna skip over that one. because um, I've never heard of it before. But apparently I think it was like a good one. Let me open it back up. Oh look I'll talk about something else in the meantime. Um, won, just 19... the last not oh, but I just closed the load. And it's very slow. I don't know if it's because (laughs) my laptop's (laughs) like, Zoom and Audacity, Zoom and Audacity, I can't. Um, Mm. On IMDb, 19.6% voted one star. I always love to see what the strongest uh, star rating is. Um, And it's a 1.7 on Letterboxd. Um, I just have one Letterboxd review to highlight from Chuck Dowling, who said, I was expecting something shockingly bad. And instead, I got a mix of mildly competent and mildly amusing. Most of the action is well staged. There are moments of good special effects. Canada looks lovely and Ray Liotta's wardrobe is a must-see. And I actually think that's the closest to summarising how, how I feel about the film yeah. as well. And it was just nice to have something positive on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to find these awards. It's, it's too sad. It's too that's slow. fine. We don't need uh, them. Oh, we don't need them. We don't need them. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Leo Awards. But I think it's in. I think it's more of the the technical awards. Winner for best costume design, best production design, and nominee for best picture editing. Oh, interesting. We've not
1: um, given any money for costume design. No offence, costume workers. You did a fine job, but you didn't do a stellar job.
0: They don't need your mm. praise. They got an award,
2: so it's so all good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So. Let's discuss our ratings, then. Um, who would like to go first? Warren, would you like to go first? We do out of five, but half is allowed.
3: Out of five, but half is allowed. Um, oof. I think it's kind of like a two, two and a half. So I think Straight it's... No, the word... Yeah, like, it's not bad enough to offend me in any way. It's yeah. not something I'd actively try and rewatch. Um and I think it's biggest issue is there's a lot of build up for things and the payoff shots are missing and stuff. Like simple things like when they fall into the water, you know, and Ron Perlman and, um, Will Sanderson, who was like, you were best friend, that guy. So you'll see him crop up in just about everything. Um, so keep an eye out for him. Um, they fall off the, the zip line that they're on, you know, mm. and you watch them fall and you don't see them hit the water. So the joke loses impact. And I think that's mm. kind of the perfect metaphor for the entire film. Like, even about <laughs> Randall's death. You don't watch him die in that's, his death scene. Yeah. Very
0: anticlimactic. Yeah. Oh, I read something about that, about how how he's never died on screen or something.
3: Yeah, apparently first death scene. So he was like adamant to make it special and try to yeah, write car- the dialogue Yes. For
0: and though awesome. I was like, it's not made the cut, I'm afraid. That's madness. <laughs> Claire, what mm. are you saying? That in the so, the
1: I framed this film with Asteroid City and No Hard Feelings. And I've just checked. I gave Asteroid City 2.5. I gave No Hard Feelings 3. I definitely oh. would rather watch this again than Asteroid City again. And I feel like this right. made more sense than Asteroid City, which breaks my heart because I'm a mad fan of Wes Anderson. Um, so true. I do think that's partially my sad score for that. But also, if you ask me which if I wanted to watch this again or No Hard Feelings again, I'd be hard-pressed to choose. It's one of my three stars. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard really good
0: things about No Hard Feelings.
1: Um, I just felt like they copied the film. The, my review was literally, it's like someone watched Failure to Launch, wondered why it didn't make the um. film, and decided that inappropriate age gaps and rape jokes were what were missing." And I'm telling you, they weren't. Um, <laughs> the audience I saw it in were laughing away. It just the, the uncomfortableness was too uncomfortable for me. But oh, your mileage may yeah, vary enough. depending on how you find the Got first you. twenty minutes.
0: Okay, that's good to know. But anyway, yeah, no, I I, I think that's fair. Comparing, I I've always find it so hard. I do find myself changing, uh, a changing star ratings when I go. I can't give it that because I gave so and so that last week. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that, that stuff that's always. Did, I and i I need to be better at being more harsh and also more giving on the ones that I really do like because I'm so I hold that half, last half a star and I'm like, no, it's not perfect. I can't give it. <laughs> and I'm like too nice, <laughs> where I'm like, well, it's a film and it made sense, so it has to be more than one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, in focus.
0: Yeah. So there's just and maybe I need to be a bit more extreme. Um, that being said, I'm going straight down the middle with this one. <laughs> um, I by? did give. I was going to give it a two. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to give it a two because I need to be, I need to factor in the fact that I don't like this genre and that's okay. I can't, I shouldn't have to like amend my rating just because and I'm I like, oh, I'll give it half the It's not higher. for me. I think I've gone higher because
1: like, I'm like, I can't tell if this is good or bad or not because I don't get this Yeah.
0: Genre. <laughs> so I tend to try and attach like descriptive words to how I dis- like described it when I'm watching it. And two is more like a poor than a met, And the poor is purely just because it was long, not really my genre, um, and I wasn't engaged with it as much as possible. But that's purely because... So, I don't know, what do you guys think? Should I do two or two and a half? Go
1: with your
2: heart. Yeah.
1: You said two. Oh, two and a
3: half. I'm yeah, being yeah, too nice. Oh, no. <laughs> well, then we both went, go two. And you went, two and a
0: half. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is me I just don't doesn't feel right because the way I've just been talking about it doesn't describe something that's poor it describes that's meh
3: let's go with meh then meh, yeah, let's, go with
0: meh. let's go with meh I think I'm just going to have to revise my whole star rating at some point and we'll just start being really with it okay all right but uh, the more important thing is does it deserve to be on the bottom 100 no what do you think no 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 I agree so now
2: I've we seen need to way
3: worse.
1: And we need to put you on the slot now, Warren. If you're saying it doesn't, oh, yeah. it doesn't have to be on there, what would you like to put on there in its place? If you've seen oh. way worse.
3: Oh my. Um, <laughs> what would I put on there? I think now. I know. I love doing um, it.
0: Gotta catch one of those things that you know when it floats through your head and go, I've seen way worse. Just catch one of those yeah. in a net. Anything.
3: Like, <laughs> I kinda watched um Oh. Was it? it was like a Conan with a Deathstalker, a Deathstalker 2 or something, and that was, like, way worse. I
2: don't know if i it. Right.
3: Slightly more entertaining, because of how bad right. it was, but it was, like, yeah. like my fantasy genre things have been, um, I guess, all the classy stuff. Because this was the first one where, like, a female character turned up, and it was like, oh, that's where the Battle Thong meme comes in. <laughs> wow, her armour covers everything but her breasts. Okay. I see why women hate this.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Oh yeah. This is where
3: it comes from. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: I see. I see. Yeah,
1: that, but the classic uh, Kira Knightley and King Arthur is the, the golden. Standard Someone the did
0: point out this actually that the armor wasn't um, didn't have like a boob shape molding to it for the women in this film, and for that mm-hmm. they gave it an extra half a star. Oh. <laughs> Gotta respect <laughs> it. Um, okay, cool, all right, then, so shall we talk about some films that we really like for our top three? We have decided to go for films around royalty um it could be kings, but it could also be queens, prince, princesses kingdoms, that kind of realm. get it, that kind of realm mm-hmm. um Warren, would you like to go first, or would you like us to go first?
3: yeah, I can go first, cool, um. Okay. I decided to try and go for some off kilter choices. Nice. Um Claire and definitely I definitely like didn't eats. panically <laughs> Definitely didn't panically try and pick these uh, before we started.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, so Pretty my snow. first one is um is Aquaman. Amazing.
2: Ah
1: very nice. Yeah. Royalty of the sea. We might get more royal sea people
0: later, perhaps.
3: Oh, I thought <laughs> we might.
0: I thought we might. <laughs> Tell
3: us a bit about so, why you like Aquaman. Um, I'm a big fan of James Wan. Like when mm-hmm. um, Saw came out, and things, just such a fun style that he has. Mm. Like I love just the way he moves camera and things. And you know, Jason Momoa is so lovable. Like that guy <laughs> could read the phone book and make it sound interesting. <laughs> you know, he seems like the kind of guy you could have a beer with, and then he could happily tuck you in
2: at night as well I was going to say carry oh, you home I would
1: love to be tucked in by Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was something Manifested I needed until either.
2: now <laughs> right
3: <laughs> and um yeah it was just a cool take on Aquaman like uh there was a movie that really sort of tried to make Aquaman cool where he had become like the weird fish meme guy <laughs>
2: right. even
3: though he was pretty badass in the comics and I think they succeeded and they made a really fun movie out of it all um mm-hmm. And of course, it's that age-old story of like the farmer or lighthouse keeper coming up and being king.
1: Yeah, the 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 lost son, the unknown heir. It's a classic. Mm.
0: Parallels.
3: Yeah. (laughs) So uh, that's Aquaman. Um, My next choice was the King's Speech.
0: Ah, cool. I still haven't um, seen this. Oh, it's it's worth uh, a watch. I know, I know. It's on those lists, isn't it? (laughs) Those damn lists. The ones I never get to is because I'm doing this one. (laughs) Mm. Tell us more about The King's Speech.
3: It was one of those movies where I seem to somehow exclusively miss a lot of the Oscar Best Picture movies every year. I don't know why, but somehow (laughs) I exclusively miss them and I went out to watch this one, so I'm going to watch one. I'm sure this is nominated.
2: Yeah, Uh, uh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
3: I was just thinking there, like, maybe he just got nominated <laughs> like, it No, didn't. I
1: think it won quite a few awards I think
3: it won I, like everything I think
1: it swept the batters, but I think it got a fair amount in the States as well
3: And um, drama's not usually my cup of tea But I you know, uh, like Colin Firth, and this one just hooked me It's just a really nice movie, and I thought the performances were wonderful For something that's like a low-key, nice story, like a lot of it's just like
1: two-hander scenes, isn't it? Just him yeah. and his speech therapist in a room together, oh, and it keeps okay. you gripped.
3: Yeah, and it's just thoroughly entertaining all the way through. You know, watching this guy oh, nice. be taught how to sort of speak and deal with his impediment. Okay. So, yeah, it's King's Speech. And right. then the last one um, I think had to be done was Godzilla, King of the Monsters.
0: <laughs> oh my God, amazing! <laughs> I, I like what you did. Much more creative than I was. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so I wasn't sure whether the girl go Godzilla versus King Kong because I prefer that movie, but this one literally has King of the Monsters in the title.
1: I mean, King Kong has King in the title, also.
0: Oh yeah.
3: And now I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
1: how did we not see that?
0: I was like, yeah, no, I'm with you. I get it. Like, um, <laughs> do, do, do you know? I was like, uh. <laughs> I'm going to have Sorry. to be the one in the room to say it. King Kong has <laughs> Are we the sticking king
3: with King in. of the Monsters or are we going with versus? Uh, I'll go with King of the Monsters because oh. uh, I think this is a unique take on being king where, you know, the king has to come along and defend his throne from a usurper instead of the usurper taking on the evil king. Mm. And uh, I think that fits more of the royalty theme than um, a god versus a king. Although that was a much better marketing tagline. <laughs>
1: I just, it's funny because when I think of Godzilla, I don't think royalty, but you've given me, you've given me food for thought there.
0: Mm. Definitely. It's mm. completely changed my perception of the films, quite frankly.
1: But now I'm sad sure he doesn't have And a now my crown. name, <laughs> <laughs> the there must
0: be some crown. fan artwork somewhere.
1: Can someone
2: show yeah, me some Godzilla on a throne.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would like some pictures of Godzilla wearing a really cute crown, please.
0: <laughs> oh man, my, I'm just embarrassed by my, my pics now, to be honest. <laughs>
1: Well, Daisy, so I was going to say, you can go first because you did the homework oh. this week and I did no homework, but if you don't want to go first, you don't have to.
0: Just kind of curious to see what you have, but then I kind of don't want you to take it. <laughs> Although I have got some backups, but they're just all very samey. So oh, I've
1: got I think six I've been... and I've only picked one Disney film of those six.
0: Okay, you go first.
1: Okay, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal one right from under you I'm going undue, princess diaries no no <laughs> no I didn't <laughs> throw that like, to I was, myself I, I was asked oh. it, I was like Daisy like, I know you may have it <laughs> I know but I just I
0: I just I always go first it feels so oh, well, well um
1: yeah no I'm diary. gonna be
0: nice because you said you haven't done your homework I've got a few have princess diaries okay.
1: Thank you. Mrs. Barry's has introduced us to Anne Hathaway. Um, it's about another unlikely heir coming to the throne, stopping, you know, villainous people trying to do cheesing and backstabbing. Taught us all about being royal. Um, and it's just an absolutely charming, adorable film.
0: So charming. And if you
1: don't love it, then it's bad for you.
2: Yeah.
3: It sounds like so a teen comedy version of Godzilla King of the Monsters.
1: <laughs> <I certainly laughs> that know. is the tagline they needed.
3: <laughs> I think does, Godzilla based itself on the Princess does Diaries. Does Godzilla <laughs>
0: King of the Monsters te- teach you how which cutlery to use? Because that's how I know it's all from the Princess Diaries.
1: No or... no no. The bigger thing is does Godzilla King of the Monsters have an epic makeover scene?
3: <laughs> uh, kind of. Is that the one where Mothra shows up? Just <laughs> this Mo- this Mo- one where Mothra shows up. Mothra like, gets a the they...
1: makeover.
3: No, oh no, it's just the one. I think they give Godzilla like this super, um, like extra radiation, so he glows red for a while. So that's kind of a makeover. That
2: is a
1: glow that is
3: up. That's cool. That could be from the other one, but I'm pretty sure that's in this one. <laughs> I'm sure that's how he defeats.
0: I feel like again. I'm just imagining some double bill now of like Princess Diaries and Godzilla, and it's just Yeah. <laughs> Prince Charles Cinema. If you're listening, just saying um well, thank, I, thank you, as Jason. You can Im- well as you can imagine from my reaction princess diaries was going to be my top pick i actually can't i never stopped talking about it quite frankly um i read the books when i was younger um loved them um consistently watched the film most years watched it when i came back from san francisco and i was just like ah doing the rick <laughs> point um it's just absolutely iconic and um for that reason I am going to <laughs> have to have to still give it some love in some way by making my choice Princess Diaries 2. <laughs> I just, <but> <laughs> <laughs> well we do all you know what him- I when I really wanted. But do you get himbo Chris Pine th- though? I do get Chris Pine. Now, listen, so last year I was very hungover. And it was one of the worst hangovers I've ever had, including Vegas. And what did I put on? Princess Diaries 1 and Princess Diaries 2. I hadn't watched Princess Diaries 2 for a long time. Princess Diaries is always on rotation. It's brilliant. It's such Such a good film. And it's kind of like, it, it very much takes the thing of, okay, she is a princess now, but she's still her. And she's getting into her usual escapades and embarrassing moments and stuff um it's a very solid sequel it's got great cast. it's still got julie andrews in and some of the quotes from um julie andrews queen people think it's from the first one it's actually from the second one so if you haven't seen mm. the second one and you love the first one please 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 go see it it's probably on it'll be on disney plus um so it, yeah. the
1: second princess diaries 2 has a scene in which they have a slumber party and they yes, do with mattress the surfing down the stairs yes. Do we think if there had been an In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege Tale (laughs) 2, that Jason Statham would have uh, Mattress served down a flight of stairs?
3: I think I I have some news for you. There are two sequels to In the Name of the King.
0: There are. Do they have Mattress
1: serving?
2: And is Jason Statham in either of them?
3: No. We go to Dolph Lundgren and then uh, Dominic Purcell. The brother from Prison Break, not the main guy. Oh yeah.
0: right, nice. but no mattresses. Nice. Um, but yes. No, in I conclusion, think- um, I would like to support your choice, and I'm still very happy with my with my Princess Diaries too because it's a very strong sequel. And if you like Chris Pine, you haven't seen him in that. He's he's very Chris Pine in it. So, and mattresses. <laughs> Mattress.
1: Okay, Back, uh, and I'll go, go, go for second a choice. more serious pick for my second choice. We go for mm-hmm. Sophia Coppola's Norie Antoinette and nice. um, love it. You've got the kind of period drama, but obviously with that very modern twist. And I'm not mm. a period drama person, and that's the mm. perfect level for me because you've got that modernism to it. And also, I, I like Sophia Coppola, I adore Kiss and Dunst. and um, she is in my top four most watched stars on Netflix.
0: Oh, really?
1: Uh, yeah. She got. She used to be in the top three, and she got trounced by Paul Rudd when I watched the new Ant <laughs>
2: I'm
1: not. I mean, I love Paul Rudd too, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, I just love it. I like the the Brock soundtrack. I love the visuals. I like that it tries to humanize Marie Antoinette, and I do think it does try and really hammer home her naivety in her young age, but also like that she was the you know whatever that time period's equivalent was of a backup celebrity um, she didn't mm. know, bless
0: her. Mm. um interesting yeah. on the the naivety point of view people are bringing it up a lot off the back of sphere couple of releasing her priscilla mm-hmm. um trailer now and you know talking about how handling those complicated female characters in yeah. in that sort of way um or, or not even the characters be with the situation and the optics and things like that i've never actually seen it and i do like sphere coppola i have already mentioned lost in translation in the podcast. Mm-hmm. um but i do remember just this picture going around tumblr at the time which i'm pretty sure was kirsten dunson um jason is jason Schwar- schwartzman in it
1: yes he is yeah okay. and they're
0: both fully in costume and but they're both holding a mac and listening to the mac yes like and yeah. it's just this yeah yeah yeah. it's a very tumblr yeah. image i absolutely loved it so i don't know why i didn't watch the film after that um but no um that's that's a really great shout actually for my second one i am going to go for not so serious but maybe slightly different from what people expect we might be expecting i'm going to go for monty python and the holy grail um we're going back to King Arthur, so a little bit more sort of back in the medieval space. I'm pretty sure my dad showed this to me. He shows me most of these films like this when I was a kid, and all I could remember was the Tis Butter Scratch sketch. That's this one, right? <laughs> like, all of a sudden, like, yeah. suddenly thought we was in Life of Brian, and I, like, panicked. Um, yeah. But night. I re- oh, Yeah, I rewatched watched this, I think, in the pandemic, and it was one of those ones, it was just like a lazy Sunday afternoon, and I was ironing. And, like, I was in my housemates, and I was just cackling I was just absolutely cackling away and it's just one of those ones where there's some really really fantastic comedy now and there's also some comedy from that age like that's uh time where it's aged like milk but this stuff is mm-hmm. so witty and clever and fast and it relies on the most simplest of humour and f- like half of it is puns which is just you know silly and <laughs> hilarious and wordplay is great and, and all of that and I think it's for me it's probably Monty Python at it's best from what I've seen um and yeah just lots and lots of um quotable material so if you haven't seen it in your unsure what monty Python's, i would definitely recommend um giving it a go and seeing what you think but that is my second choice Cool. Well,
1: i'm gonna a great choice. i'm gonna bring the tone down but, yeah, <laughs> right down. You've, got to, you've got to be mm. you i've got to be me um i've got to go with the internet personality i have created for myself um, oh my god
0: is it going to be one of the christmas ones
1: no, I did think about it though. I did think <laughs> those Christmas Prince films—the holes they had on me—and I hate Christmas.
0: Or the Princess Switch as well.
1: Princess Switch, less good, still fun. Less
0: okay, good. all right. I knew it's I good. knew which one you preferred.
1: If you're if you're gonna go with one of those trilogies, you've got to go Christmas Prince. And um, no, I'm gonna go Shrek 2. Oh, this was also <laughs> on my list. <laughs> you know, it's about yes. Royals. It's about not wanting to be yep. real. It's about the the ridiculousness of royalty. And just one of the best dinner table scenes committed to film. Um, yeah, I love yep. the introduction of the King and the Queen. I love the like when she has her diary and she talks about like the sleepovers with the other princesses and I just love Shrek Two and I think there's enough recorded evidence of me on enough of saying how to do it. From both tracks, probably that, <laughs> you know, no more is needed. <laughs>
0: Yes, we. If you're not, if you, it's the binge movies podcast, right? That you. Yeah, that I one. did. A, we did,
1: we ranked every episode of sh- every film from Shrek. Go listen to it. It's an and amazing then episode. myself and Daisy also then went on. Uh, we was did it unequal, unequal sequel? sequel, where we also yes. talked about it being the best sequel ever made.
2: Oh.
0: So to be completely honest, yes, I think no, I I don't. It, our our feelings are immortalized in two <laughs> different recordings. Check them out. Um, but I wholeheartedly agree. Um, you can't think personally. You can't think of royalty without thinking of uh, of Shrek too, and, yeah, that, and that's frog. my blessing frog in kid. life. <laughs> oh my god, that's what I was going to say. And the little frog with a crown. But then I start thinking about him dying, and that's the third one, isn't it? That's the
1: third one. He dies. You know when start, he though.
0: you know when he croaks and he has to look, yeah. the little lily pad, yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, and then he comes back to life. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we start talking about Shrek now. We'll never finish. No, it's my. Wait, so was that your third
1: choice? Yeah, it was my third.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. My third choice is not Disney, but it is animated. It's Anastasia. Um, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen it in so long, but this had me by the chokehold as a child. I, I had an Anastasia doll, and I was like in love with Dimitri and Rasputin scared fucking life out of me. I actually, the only memory I have of my very first house that I live in was running out of the living room when Rasputin and his crazy little bat thing um, uh, <laughs> were, were on screen. And I like hid behind the staircase or something, but just one of those things that um, one of those films that feels like, so it's like a time capsule it even when mm. i do watch it rarely because i think it was quite hard to get at some point i don't think it was on streaming anywhere um, it is now on disney plus it, it was is now ago, on disney. i remember because mm. i was like it's not disney i think they bought the rights because they bought right because yeah. they
3: bought oh, fox. God, fox
0: so i'm definitely going to have to rewatch that but it's just i sh- I, I don't have to, it's just so tangible for me like it feels like my childhood and it and i, I <laughs> I didn't know anything about, like, any of the background, <laughs> any of the politics oh, so, related. Have you,
1: have you ever researched any of it? I no, haven't. I, didn't, I, didn't I have kind have of don't want to ruin it talk for talk myself. <laughs> don't, it's I kind did. of harrowing. Oh, right. Because yeah. <laughs> I've never seen yeah. the film, but my dad told me all about the actual historical. Oh, no. See, so- I
0: mean, like, just purely, purely the, the Disney princessy, like, vibe to it. The fact that I had her doll and she had, like, her poor clothes and... <laughs> <laughs> and how rich guys all of this um i think it's lovely animated any it, it's something it's a little bit of anti-disney programming a little bit a little bit i know which is it's why i refuse to watch
1: it i was very loyal to my corporate overlords even right. as a child
0: <laughs> and you know do you not remember there was a time when it was just like i think it was about 10 years ago um i think it must have been when we all first started getting like twitter so what's that 10 15 years ago and stuff or Tumblr and things like that. And mm-hmm. every, every other, like, all the all the girls were like, Anastasia, not a Disney film. Shut up. It's just like, who, no one's actually saying that. We? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone knows it's not a Disney film. I just remember seeing it posted all the time. But I am actually going to, now it's Disney Plus, I'm going to watch it. Because um, I can't really, I don't really have much else to say about it because it's been so long. But as I say, childhood film, Had the Doll, Scared of Rasputin, what more do you need to know? If you haven't seen it... <laughs> I'm not going to say, this is the point of the top threes that they're recommended. I don't have to say every time if you haven't seen it, see it, but I will. Sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, my honourable mentions, we're going to be a couple of oh, two yes. classics. The Lion King or Aladdin. Um, hard to yes,
0: to I had The Lion King. Um, mm. Yep.
1: Obviously, Little Mermaid lives in my heart forever, but that's a little bit less about being a royal, whereas Lion King yeah. and Aladdin are very much about royalty. Um, Spencer, yes. I loved Spencer when it came mm-hmm. out. I, I did wonder
0: if that might be in your... With top three it was
1: if i'd have not got princess diaries it would have been um and also just shout out to the queen which isn't the best film but i remember watching it and being really blown away by what they do with is that helen
0: mirren simple. it's
1: helen mirren in an outstanding performance and it's like oh, okay. when was that out i can't place it i want to say like 2005
0: 2006
1: okay all right say. that makes
0: sense um but
1: it's set the the weekend i think that she finds out princess has died and it's just about her reaction oh. to Princess Diana's death. So it's a very small film. Oh. It's all oh, about okay. performance. I've only seen it once, but I remember being quite impressed with it when I watched it. So that was just an honourable shout out as well. I think she mm. got nominated, if not one, for that. Um, oh, that's interesting. I have to I have to look that mm. up. Really, her performance is outstanding. Ah, so,
0: yeah. cool. I also had an honourable mention, which I feel like you will enjoy. Wreck It Ralph.
2: Oh, because she's a because of,
0: because she was a princess. Oh, um, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Just a little, amazing. little slight, slight curveball with that one. But um, yeah, considering she ends up being a princess, and I can't even remember what his name was. What was the name of the guy that Anne Tiedak played? That King Candy, it? King Candy. Yeah. Sure. No. Oh my gosh, oh, no. it's getting too late for me now. It's <laughs> been a long day. <laughs> time, she says every time day. Time for bed. Yeah time for bed but before we do that um just to wrap up here for in the name of kings episode please do let us know if you've seen it um and if you're planning to see it off the back of that episode um we love when you interact with us online um so you can find us on twitter and instagram at w and on letterbox at w rated warren do you want to let us know where we can find you on socials and if you have anything that you want to plug or shout about please do feel free as well
3: uh yeah I'm on Twitter Bodensky. uh on Instagram as well just I think warren Budensky um I have a movie that I'm trying to get released at the moment we're looking Ooh. for a Uh it's called um Dead Name we've got an Instagram and a Facebook so you just search Dead Name movie mm-hmm. um it's a kind of cool um sort of crime horror thriller that takes a very sort of Lynchian surrealist uh turn Ooh. And if anybody's familiar with the phrase of the title of the movie, it's more or less about that. So if that triggers you, then obviously avoid it. If it's a subject matter that you want to see something on, I hope mm-hmm. we get some justice for it. But we've got a trailer up as well, so you can find a trailer on YouTube for we'll
2: us.
0: We'll definitely share that as well. Yes, absolutely. And Claire, where can we find you? Uh,
1: Claire Ellen Hope on Twitter, Instagram, Threads. And oh uh, you're on
0: Threads are you? I, I am illegally on
1: Threads because Threads is not available in EU countries but my VPN at work mm. is UK so I can only be on Threads on company time.
0: <laughs> I won't I won't say why that that's completely ironic but <laughs>
1: yeah yes yeah. but, but th- 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 those that no
0: no. <laughs> um cool all right then well thank you so Daisy, much Ron, where are for you? joining us. Oh me! I don't know. I'm <laughs> gone, mate. I am on. Let me see. I, am, I don't even know. Anymore. Do I usually even say where I am? I've not got it in my you nose. You're I'm like I'm Daisy gone. Vic Edwards and on Twitter. They go. You could just do it for me. No, I'm and Daisy at Victoria <laughs> Edwards on Instagram. <laughs> she knows it better than I. They go. Done. Don't even need to do it. Amazing. Okay. okay. And on that note, I think it's time for us to go. Thank you for <laughs> tuning in, everyone. And thank you, Warren, for joining us. And thank you, Claire, for, for picking up where I dropped off.
2: <laughs> if you, um, thank you for listening me.
0: to, Oh, thank no, so it's much. been an absolute pleasure. Um, For everyone listening, if you really enjoy listening to our which we hope that you do please give us a follow or a subscribe. We'd love to get a rating and review as well. Um, If you've got time, and you'd love to give us a little bit of a dopamine boost. Um, We hope you can join us for the next episode where we will take on our next worst rated film. See you then.